This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk from the Seminole. Chief Osceola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome to Magic Drive Time, Tuesday, February 4th. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. We are presented, as always, by the International Diamond Center, broadcasting live from our Magic Studios. Magic at the dub last night, 112-100 over the Charlotte Hornets. Start off this little mini three-game road trip with a win, now 1-0. They'll be in Boston tomorrow night to see the Celtics. And Boston is where we head right now, I believe. I didn't check the itinerary. Dante Marcatelli, you're in Massachusetts, correct? I am. I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, and we are getting uh, ready to head down to the north end. I don't know when your travels with the Pistons, uh, if you made it to Boston. I know you've been here yourself. Uh, Have you been to the north end to get a nice Italian meal and uh, take in the sights, walk the town a little bit. It's a, it's really a great way to spend an evening. I made it to Boston, Dante, uh, with the Pistons, but it was one of those. I forget. I think we were actually in Charlotte the night before, and it was a back to back, and so I did not make it down to. I believe it's Mike's, right? You go to Mike's, you get a cannoli. Is that yes. the, is that the whole idea? Yes, yes, you absolutely do. I mean, there's a number of restaurants that you go to first, but you always end at Mike's. Now, there's a new one that the locals are trying to tell me, and I guess I, I would have been one of those at one point. Saying modern ages pastry. ago, got to go to modern pastry. But I, but I'm still a Mike's. I'm still a Mike's guy you're, all the way. You're through. a throwback. Guy. It's been a long time since you were a since you were a Massachusettsian. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say that. Bostonian. Yes, we'll just yes. leave it at that. <laughs> From the Commonwealth. That's right. And I, my biggest decision today, Jake. You know, because we've got the you know, Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl, and I, you know, so I, I you don't say. I'd wear my Patriots hat proudly, and the. Red Sox just kind of have a lot going on. I don't really know how I feel about that right now. So I, I, I got the Bruins hat today, just so you know. I got the Bruins hat walking around today. How did you feel about the Super Bowl? Should we do that? Do you want to do the halftime show review? I was very I was very entertained. Now, as uh, you know, as, as my wife watching it with a six- and a four-year-old daughter. Right. Uh, I thought about you guys, actually. Yeah, there was a lot of questions she had to field, and I know there's a lot of back and forth on what's appropriate and all that. I, I don't honestly don't know what what is or isn't, but but I know that us as parents, we had to field questions because of of what was worn and because of. Uh, so is that our fault for for letting them watch? Probably, <laughs> or is that or is that their fault for conducting it that way? I, I don't know. I have no idea. So, uh, but I know I know just as a parent, there were a lot of questions and. We now had to go down a couple of roads we did not expect to at six and four. Yep, yep, that's that's very understandable. As a thirty-five-year-old with no kids, um, I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> Shockingly, I thought it well, was, right? was primetime no entertainment last year about Adam Levine, right? So everybody was okay yes. with that. But exactly. Now there's outrage this year, so I see it. Now I see it. I see it both ways. And and the restaurant that we were in watching the first half of the game there did not seem to be. Uh, much much of a problem but uh but you're right but i i know i some uncomfortable questions i didn't care to answer so uh, that uh, so i don't know where that puts me on yeah well maybe a good thing that you were in north carolina uh for that one um yeah. magic yeah, reception's breaking up sorry lana you got this yeah. one. <laughs> yes yes we'll talk later a couple a couple days yeah. from now when i get home uh when they've forgotten about it altogether <laughs> i'm sure uh last night 
certainly a much needed magic win, Dante. Oh, I mean, boy. you know, the team's been banged up. It was actually two weeks to the day at the very same spot in that building, the last magic win. Um, but those Hornets didn't go away. 112 100 was the final score. I think the story probably of the game. And look, there was a lot of positives last night. Terrence Ross hitting shots down the stretch. Uh, Vooch looked good. Evan Fournier, despite a lower back, came out knocking down all sorts of shots. He was outstanding. But Markel Fultz, career high 14 assists. And it, it it almost, I mean, he had like seven within the first couple, I think by midway through the second quarter. Um, but it almost it, it almost looks effortless at times right now, Dante. You d- just don't know when he's going to put forth that next sort of eye-popping game, and last night was one of them. It certainly was. He just right from the get-go, he made a concerted effort to change the entire course of the game with the way he distributed the basketball. And uh, yeah, I, I was I was very impressed. We were looking at that same thing sitting next to George Galante, and and when Markel had those seven assists, as you mentioned, the entire Hornets team had eight. Right. I mean, so he he was single-handedly uh, getting Orlando's offense going, and he has that ability. And it's just you know. Yesterday was a milestone of sorts for him. It was his 82nd game, and it's been well-documented, the injuries and all that, but he is now officially at his first full NBA season. So as we go through this uh, th- this whole myriad of checklists you know, with him and, and making sure you know, he's, he's making his full recovery to the court, that, you know, that, that's, a, that's another thing to check off the list. He's, he's now gone through technically a, a full NBA season, but you just continue to see – uh, more and more rust being knocked off this guy, and he's getting more and more comfortable. And I, I think he's just scratching the surface, Jake. I really do, because I, I still think there are a couple of other guys on this team um, that have to have the ball in their hands to, to be able to create, to be successful. And, and I think, you know, as he starts to feel that out, what's the best time to, to get guys the basketball and, and that sort of thing, then, you know, then he'll, he'll get more and more comfortable with that. So I think he's picking and choosing his spots of when he can be assertive and kind of when he has to defer to other guys. But one thing we do know, he is a one-man fast break, and if you run with him, he will find you. And, and I think for a team that struggles to score, if you can defend like you did last night and get stops and get out of transition, he is as big a, a weapon or an asset as there is. And I firm in the fast break, in transition basketball, as there is in this league. With, with his size and his ability to finish at the rim and through contact and his passing ability. We saw a terrific bounce pass last night. Uh, where, you know, I think it was to Aaron Gordon. Ended up with, with him getting fouled going to the basket. Uh, just a terrific pass in transition. And I think the thing that really sums him up, Jake, was it was there was an eight second violation in that in that fourth quarter or it was at least coming but it looked like the clock was at 16 and his he, he made a decision just had the wherewithal I don't know if he saw the time or not but dumped in the air caught it and made the pass uh, down to Terrence Ross who ends up hitting the three yep I mean I, I don't know that Evan was going to get that ball across the half court line I don't know if he was realizing how close it was Markel knew ball came his way the only way to avoid an eight second. At that point, it's a seven-point game. If they get a turnover and hit a three, which they would have, because that's how things go, <laughs> then it would have been a four. It would have been a four-point game. So the wherewithal that that to me that won the game that was a game changer and that's just a heady play uh, on a guy that just has great basketball instincts. And, well, and Markel broke the trap in the first place, um, and you know he, right. he found Evan, right. and then he ended up doing exactly what you're supposed to do, which is get to midcourt uh, and provide the outlet valve again. Um, and that was a right. huge play in the game. Like you said, Dante, there was one that stuck out to me. I think it was late in the second quarter. He runs a, a, a sort of side pick and roll with Vooch, 
And and we've been talking so much the last couple weeks about getting Vooch going and the difference between DJ and Markel in the pick and roll game. They're just different players. And, and DJ's got the right. perimeter jumper, and so guys can go under screens with Markel, and they can't do that with DJ. And that's sort of the, the impetus to, to get Vooch rolling and get those numbers headed towards the rim. Well, Markel, he gets going towards the rim. Charlotte blocks it off. I don't remember exactly who it was. Markel takes sort of a stagger step back to the free throw line, and now and Vooch had popped, and now Vooch is sort of delayed rolling to the rim, and Markel finds him. And that's the whole thing with pick and roll is it doesn't have to be boom, boom, you know, pick, and then I'm hard rolling, and you throw it up to a lob. Pick and roll sets up other aspects of the offense, and once Markel gains that um, that patience and, and, and sort of that knowledge of, look, maybe I don't have it right now, but if I kick it out or if I bounce back to the free throw line, I'm going to have cutters kind of on delay um, because I've got the defense going four on three and I've got the defense back on their heels. That's the next evolution with Markell in the pick and roll. And to see that with Vooch specifically last night, um, that's a great sign as well. Well, you're right, Jake, and that's a terrific breakdown. You're exactly right. The way he was able to know, knowing that he was going to draw a second defender or at least create some confusion on that pick and roll, and because Booch is so heady and because he, the way he thinks the game, I, I just think he knew if he created that hesitation, Booch would know to roll, and then he found him. He found Evan on, a, on, a, on the baseline on a great play as well. Yep. So I think he's, he's kind of learning his teammates, and that, that's all part of it too, just trying to learn – where your teammates are going to be and when they're going to roll, when they're going to pop. Nowadays, everybody's sprinting to the three-point line. Um, But you can get so – if you can create that confusion in the middle of the lane and create – you know, for this team, as many as many layups and dunks as possible. Uh, I think that's a smart play. And now, not only that, he he knocked down a couple of those mid-range jumpers. So – so now, how much does that free things up? If he can get to the point, maybe it happens by the end of this year. Maybe maybe that's a, a thing we look at next year and in the years to come. But with regularity, with consistency, we've seen it a ton this year already. I, I think he can do it more. I'd like to see him do it more these final, what, 32 games of the season. But, uh, you know, he can he can do that little step-back jumper. He's got that little 10 to 15-foot jumper and I think he can I think he can hit it with some consistency and that's just going to change everything in that pick and roll situation where you you now have to respect that and you know if you get a switch now it's Vooch on a point guard in the post uh, or if there's a hesitation like the play you're talking about you just bounce past to him and he gets the lay-in so I, I think there's all kinds of options and and as he continues to learn his teammates continue to get grow that confidence with his game again and continue to knock down that that mid-range jumper. I, I I tell you what, it's 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 been fun to watch to this point, but it's only going to be more and more impressive. For about three and a half quarters last night, D, uh, it it felt like Terrence wasn't going to break out of it. I mean, we've seen three straight games now, uh, and I guess three and and three quarters of of T. Ross just not knocking down shots, and we know how important that is. And then finally, he breaks through in the fourth quarter last night. He goes three of four from three-point range. And again, Magic needed it last night. The Hornets did not go away. Um, they were hanging in there in the fourth quarter. Seeing T. Ross break through was obviously huge for the team, huge for his confidence, and, and it basically won you the basketball game. And you know what I like, Jake, about that whole thing? You know, he struggled, and he's taken high volume, you know, a high number of shots in those games. He had a three for 14, yeah. two for 11. I mean, he's had where he's just kind of tried to shoot his way through it. 
in those games, and, and, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes they'll knock down four or five in a row, and the, and the Magic get, get on a roll, and they win a game. That's what happened here in Charlotte. He, he knocked down uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I think he had 16 in the first half, just came in and knocked down four or five straight shots. But I think last night was completely different. I, now, granted, their defense played a lot, had a lot to do with that, but he only took eight shots, and he hit four of them. He took seven threes, didn't force it. You know, if it wasn't there, he wasn't taking it, and he, he was looking to distribute, and, and when he had the open look, he knocked it down. I, I think that was huge. I, I think, you know, yeah, there's some nights where we got nothing going, and he's just going to have to come in and, and, and get, get a bunch of shots up, and hopefully he can get hot. But last night wasn't one of those nights. A couple other guys had it going, and he had the wherewithal to – to feed those guys too, and I, I, I just thought that was, I thought that was important, uh, just, just to note out. And, and listen, there's, there's a lot of people, Jake, that'll be listening and say, okay, yeah, your last two wins have been against, in the last nine games have been against the Charlotte Hornets. But you know, and I get that, but the Magic have, you know, they've had some iron, and, and I know it's been in their building, but they've played some difficult basketball teams, and, and some of the best. And I think for them to beat those teams, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Heat, twice. Uh, for them to get wins against those teams, they have to be clicking on all cylinders and they have to make shots. And that hasn't happened. They've gone through a, a very rough stretch. I think the trade deadline coming up on Thursday is weighing on guys. I do think in the back of some guys' minds, they, they have been thinking about that. Uh, but like you said, it's been two weeks since they won a basketball game. They had four days off. And, and as Cliff said last night, it's felt like a month. Uh, so I think this team was just beaten up with, with you know, the, the level of competition that they had to play. But let's face it, you know, it, it may, some Magic fans may not be impressed, but Orlando needs to win these games. The, the teams that are 500 or, or lower, they have to beat them. And the Magic play 21 more uh, games against teams 500, uh, under 500. Uh, of their final 32, 21 are under 500. So I think that's that's huge to point out if they can continue to – to beat up on, on the teams that they're supposed to beat, they're going to be just fine. And then at some point, though, you're right, you got to steal you got to steal one against some of the better teams in the league, and hopefully they can do that tomorrow. Yeah, and I, look, I mean, confidence matters and comfort matters. I mean, these guys are all sure. creatures of habit, and for somebody like Terrence Ross to go, you know, 5 of 27 from three-point range over three games, right. um, that gets in your head a little bit. So I do think it's important sure. to break through, and whether or not it was against Charlotte Hornets, you, you, you carry Absolutely. that rhythm uh, into Boston for what's going to be a very tough game tomorrow night uh certainly hey guys don't miss the opportunity and I, that, and I say that and that's that's the other thing too jake you're right along those lines i think so now i think we get a completely different terrence ross i think we get a completely different team with all that weight of a five-game losing streak off their shoulders going into the game tomorrow and i think that can do wonders that that's that's the point that i think you and i are both trying to make that it doesn't matter who you beat get a win get that confidence back and i and i think now we're going to see a different team tomorrow. and i think it's a good point too with the it's almost staggered now with the all-star break and the trade deadline being separate um you know those are two giant distractions for guys and oh, yeah. it used to all be all in one like just get to the all-star break get through it uh, and everything's over, but people are worrying about booking, you know, booking flights and getting their kids down to the islands or whatever That's if they're right. if they're not participating right. in All Star Weekend. So there's a lot going on, certainly mentally, uh, for these guys right now. A lot going on for us as well. We'll pick it up here on the other side. Don't miss the opportunity to see the Orlando Magic take on the Bucks. That's this Saturday at Amway Center. Watch Aaron Gordon and the Magic face Giannis and the rest of the Bucks. Tip off is at 5 p.m. It's a 5 p.m. tip. This Saturday, visit OrlandoMagic.com for tickets and get ready for magic above all. More Magic Drive Time when we come back right here, 96.9 The Game.
When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Witness magic above all at Amway Center when the Orlando Magic face the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday, February 8th. See the team as they battle Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and the rest of the Bucks. Don't miss out. Be part of the excitement of one of the biggest games of the season. Get your tickets now at orlandomagic.com to see the Magic play the Bucks Saturday, February 8th. Tip-off is at 5 p.m. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, or visit rpfunding.com. Terms and conditions apply. See website in MLS 70168, equal housing. Hey, Magic fans. When the Magic win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. The day after a Magic win, get 50% off regular menu price online orders at papajohns.com when you use the promo code MAGICWIN. That's right. Celebrate a Magic win the next day with 50% off online orders at Papa John's. And don't miss a shot. Track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's, official pizza of the Orlando Magic. Offer good online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee, and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof. Aaron Gordon takes a handoff, comes down to baseline, got to the top and rammed it home. Back-to-back dunks, Orlando. This is a three-point game. Hi, this is Orlando Magic head coach Steve Clifford. Since day one, the Orlando Magic have trusted the professionals at Jewett Orthopedic Clinic to keep us in the game. We not only think they are the best orthopedic group in Orlando, we think they are the best throughout the NBA. So go where the pros go and get back in the game with Jewett Orthopedic Clinic. Jewett Orthopedic Clinic, the official team physicians for your Orlando Magic. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you got to do what you got to do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you want to do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do the do. Hey, Magic fans, here's a pass that always leads to a score. 
buy or renew a qualifying Walt Disney World annual pass at Amway Center this season and score a free Orlando Magic Nike Swingman jersey in the color of your choice. One annual pass gets you a year of theme park magic at all four Walt Disney World parks and an Orlando Magic jersey. That's twice the magic. Visit the Orlando Magic team shop at Amway Center or orlandomagic.com slash annual pass for more information. This is Tance Ross of the Orlando Magic. You're listening to Magic Drive Time on Orlando Sports Leader 96.9 The Game. Ah, uh, yes, the Human Tours. Thank you very much, Mr. Ross. Welcome back in Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman with you in our Magic Studios. Dante Marcatelli with me. He is in Boston. He's with you uh, as well here on uh, 96.9 The Game. Magic Celtics. That'll be tomorrow night in Boston. Should be a tough one. Celtics playing great basketball right now. Uh, I want to go back to last night, though. I, I just want to talk about the bench real fast, Dante, because even though the team has yeah. been struggling over the last couple of weeks, Michael Carter-Williams is playing his butt off, and we know that that's what he does, but he's been such a help offensively. He had five more assists last night. We know what he brings defensively, um, but you can't keep MCW off the floor. It just seems like he gives you what you're <laughs> looking for on a night-to-night basis, and then it's been a couple games now where we're seeing good Mo Bamba, and there's always going to be those lapses, uh, but last Last night, I mean, when he's knocking down shots, he he can be an offensive force. And I've seen a little bit more, put it this way, I've seen a little bit more of MCW in Mo over the last couple of weeks since MCW's can't come back. <laughs> he's got a little snarl to him, doesn't he? He does. I like that. I think it's, it's he's getting more and more comfortable and out of necessity uh, last night because of the, you know, no Kem Birch. you, you got to up his minutes a little bit. Right. So, so he gets he gets a little bit more of an opportunity. But, uh, well, actually, no, he gets less of it. He only played 11 minutes. To score 12 points in 11 minutes uh, is very impressive. Well, he picked up three fouls in his first seven on the floor. I think he was. But hey, he's being aggressive, anyways. He's being aggressive, and that's the thing that's going to hurt. I mean, he's got to, you know, he's got to watch that. Uh, He he is foul prone, and he's got to continue to to work through that. But seven rebounds and a couple of blocks. I mean, you can't ask for more than that in 12 points uh, in 11 minutes. But he will get more and more opportunities here down the stretch if he shows coach he can produce like that. And I think the biggest thing for him is okay. Let's not get down on the low block. Let's you know do that when you can. When Markell has the ball or MCW has the ball and he's looking to create, then if you can roll or slip a screen or whatever, and there's an opportunity to get something at the rim, do it. But in the meantime, man, just just knock down your shot. If you have to step out and knock that, if you can knock down a three or two, I, I think that helps incredibly. Uh, and then get a roll or two, get an offensive rebound or two, get you know block a shot and. And get the team out in transition, going the other way. Those are all things you can do to help the basketball team. And it seems like if you get them an early basket, and MCW is really good at that, drawing that second defender and then a little bounce pass or a little lob at the rim, uh, leaving it for Mo. Just get him a quick basket. It's since the history of the game. If a guy gets in and scores, he seems to be much more active on the other end. So get him a basket and then let him do his thing on the other end. But, yeah, that's been a welcome sign. And, boy, MCW, you you can't say enough uh, about this guy. I think the way he thinks the game, sees the game, uh, has not shot it well, but, you know, knocks down a big three, scores eight points and five assists, as you mentioned, in 22 minutes worth of work. He's always going to bring it defensively, but just a hard-nosed guy that knows how to – knows how to get to the rim and knows how to finish. And as those start to fall more, you know, he missed 22 games this year due to various injuries. So that's almost a third of, you know, a third of an NBA quarter of an NBA season, really, if you think about it. That, And uh, so just, he's kind of working himself back, getting a rhythm in. And, you know, he's coming back home 
here tomorrow to play uh, against the Boston team that he grew up watching. So I, I know he'll be ready to go here tomorrow. But it was interesting with, with MCW. I talked to him a couple of days ago, Jake, and you know that that edge that he plays with, that tenacity. I just where does that come from? And he said it's from his mom and his stepdad, who never cared about stats with him. Now, you know, all these other guys would come home and brag about points and scoring and rebounds and assists. For him, you know, his his mom or stepdad would say, you know, you, you watch the ball go out of bounds. Why did you die for that loose ball? Hmm. You have to treat you have to treat this game with respect. You have to play it the right way. And he goes, I, I can't dial it back now. He goes, that's in my DNA, you know, just, just to play with this edge and give it everything I've got every minute I'm out there. So, so he's not worried about the numbers. But am I, am I, am I playing the game properly? Am I playing it you know, with the right amount of respect? I don't know how you don't love a guy like that. No, and I and I think you see it certainly, and that's kind of ironic because if you think about when he first came out, I mean, he won Rookie of the Year because of counting stats, because of triple doubles. Essentially, was the whole reason he was right. the Rookie of the Year on a team that lost a whole bunch of games. So as soon as he gets to the NBA, basically, uh, society and the, and the NBA media and the coaches all tell him, "No, your mom and your stepdad were wrong. All we care about is triple doubles. We'll, we'll give Russell Westbrook an MVP for getting triple doubles uh, on a team that doesn't win many games." But you see it. I mean, it, it totally manifests itself. Uh, in the but way MCW plays. The league, what's kept him in the league is that edge, isn't it? Right. That's, that's what gave him another chance. That's a great point. And keeps him going right now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Dante, appreciate the time. We'll catch you back up uh, later this week, okay? All right. Be great to get one tomorrow, Jake. Appreciate it. We'll Absolutely. Should be a big one tomorrow. The Celtics in Boston. Can't wait for that one. I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Magic Drive Time. It's a 7.30 tip tomorrow, by the way. Uh, we'll have Magic uh, tonight at 7 o'clock over on 96.9 The Game. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Another edition right here, 96.9 The Game. Our magic never compromise on the court. And magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where magic fans shop for jewelry. Orlando Magic fans, pack the Amway Center and cheer on the Magic as they face some of the biggest names in the NBA. Show your pride for Magic above all and don't miss the biggest matchup of the season against teams like the Brooklyn Nets, New Orleans Pelicans, and Boston Celtics. Be there live when players like Kyrie Irving, Zion Williamson, and Kemba Walker come to town. Buy your tickets now at OrlandoMagic.com. See big games above all.